Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Balance Black Girl Podcast. My name is Les. I am your host, and I am still on my content creation hiatus. We have taken a pause here for the past month at Balance Black Girl on new podcast episodes and on social media content, but I'm bringing you our final rewind episode of our hiatus, and I'm so glad that so many of you have appreciated tuning into these rewinds while myself and my team take a little extra time to recharge. Over the past few weeks, we've shared several of our popular and relevant interviews that I wanted to reshare with the community here. And today I'm actually resharing a solo episode that I recorded in the summer of 2020, all about setting boundaries and reclaiming our energy. And although I originally recorded that at a very specific point in time, the overall message is always, always relevant for us. We're nearing one year in the global pandemic with a lot of us really hitting capacity in a lot of ways and reminding ourselves and those who may be demanding more of us what our boundaries are and really protecting our peace is incredibly important. So if you need a little help in that area, I hope that this episode can be helpful for you. Thanks for tuning in. Honestly, I don't even know how to start this episode off. So maybe let's just start off with a collective breath. All right. Can we just take a really big inhale and exhale? My goodness. So the past few months and particularly the past few weeks have been deeply traumatic for our community. And what we are experiencing is nothing new, which we know is nothing new. However, there are a lot of things that we as Black people have experienced before happening on a very 
amplified scale all at once right? Like the black community is no stranger to being disproportionately affected by illness. That is a huge part of why this show was created and why I do what I do. Like that's not new to us, right? What is new is having something like COVID that spreads so quickly and has caused so much destruction in such a short amount of time. Police brutality is not new. Black people being wrongfully killed is not new. People protesting to be heard is not new. But all of these things happening all at once with so much intensity, which is so intensified by social media, all of that, the way it's happening is new. And all of the different things that we are trying to sort through is new. And on one hand, I do appreciate the awakening that is happening for our non-Black peers. I really, really do. However, particularly over the past two weeks, I got pretty disheartened that so much of the conversation has revolved around anti-racism work. That's not to say that anti-racism work is not important. It is. It is critical. It is essential to moving forward and to dismantling the systems that have created this. So I'm I'm not saying that anti-racism is not important. However, It makes me sad to see so many of my peers and so many beautiful, vibrant Black people bending over backwards to try to educate and share knowledge and share resources with others just to convince them that we are human when really we should be pouring into ourselves and pouring into our community and the wounds of our community right now. And so... I was in this kind of weird in-between point of, you know, how do I want to use my voice in this? With Balanced Black Girl, my audience is primarily Black women. I do have, you know, a good size of the audience that is not Black women, either women of color that are non-Black, I would say is probably our next biggest segment. And then we do also have quite a few white women who follow the show and who follow on social media and who are respectful and engaged. And all of that is all well and good. When I thought about what we have here and who I want to serve, I had to really go back to the mission of who I want to serve, what do I want to do, what impact do I want to have when I had to kind of decide how do I want to use my voice in this. And I had to go back to my core values of who I am and of what this platform is, and that is to serve Black women, period. So with that I will say that is my continued priority. That is what I am choosing to use my voice on. I have not really said a whole lot about anti-racism and what books folks can read and how they can, you know, dismantle and examine white fragility because I don't necessarily think that that is where my voice is best served. I'm seeing a lot of that on social media. And if that is, you know, the information that others feel called to share with one another, that is super great. However, I'm choosing to use my voice to really support us in 
as best of a way as I can. And I just wanted to be really upfront with you because I appreciate you listening. I appreciate who you are and being a part of this community. And frankly, I just want to be honest about what it is and what it ain't. And I really, really want to double down on conversations around pouring into ourselves because it is now more than ever that we have to do that, right? We can't be run down for the revolution. We got to be filled up if we're going to be in this. And for something as important as Black Lives Matter, not only is it critical that we stay alive, which, you know, is no easy feat, but that we also give ourselves the best chance at life while we are here. And that really means taking care of our health. And gosh, I know that's hard right now. I'm struggling too, y'all. Like my sleep, my (laughs) nutrition, well, my nutrition has been okay, but like my movement, I have not been able to move my body the way that I usually do or get the rest that I usually get just from the stress and anxiety that I know that we are all feeling. So I'm with you and it's okay if your self-care routine is not on point, like you are doing the best you can with incredibly challenging circumstances. But I always, always just want to remind you to pour into yourself in any way that you can. All right. So I said that I didn't know how to start it. And then I just started with a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) But today I want to talk about really important topic when it comes to taking care, especially in this time we're in. And that is around setting boundaries. Now I know boundaries are something that we've talked about. I might even have an old Feel Good Friday episode about boundaries. I don't even know, y'all. It's There's been like over 90 episodes of this podcast, including Feel Good Fridays, and they kind of all blend together. I know that I've talked about boundaries in lots of interviews, and we've talked about it before, but we have not talked about it in this context, which is how do you set boundaries during a revolution? Can you set boundaries during a revolution? Are boundaries and revolution like an oxymoron? I don't know. So let's dive into that and figure it out together. So when I was thinking about the role that I am best able to play in all of this, and when I started getting the influx of really well-intentioned, but frankly, ill-informed non-Black folks coming to me asking, what should I do? Or are you okay? I knew that I had to make a pretty firm decision on what my boundaries were going to be. I needed to make that decision pretty quickly and I needed to really stand in it once that decision is made. So I would like to encourage you to do the same thing. I think the first step to setting boundaries, particularly setting boundaries during the revolution, is you get to decide what role you want to play. And I'm going to say that again. You get to decide what role you want to play. You do not have to be anybody's anti-racism educator if that is not the role you want to play. Now, if that is the role that you want to take on, God bless, do it. But if it is not and someone comes to you with that, you can then kind of check what their request is, check what you have decided your role is, and you can determine how to respond in alignment with that, right? You get to decide what role role you want to play. So whether you are about that life and you were on the front lines, which is amazing, whether you are somebody who maybe does have a lot of non-Black people in your life and you feel comfortable taking on the role 
of educator and you want to help guide folks through that, honestly, God bless you as well. Because I couldn't be me, but I appreciate those of you who are doing that and who are taking on that role. If you are someone who wants to pour into your community and the people around you and maybe your immediate family, do that. And if you are just trying to survive and you are doing your thing and you are making sure that your own basic needs are met and that is as far as it's going to go, that works too, right? For the revolution, we need you here in whatever way, shape, or form. So if basic survival and basic needs are where it's at, like your existence is vital to what we're doing. We need you. We need you here. So that works too. You get to decide. You get to decide what lane you want to be in, what role you want to play. And whatever role that you decide you want to take in this, that is kind of the foundation of what your boundaries are. So after you kind of have that foundation, you kind of decide where you want to fit in. There's no right or wrong answer there. It's purely what you want. I just want to remind you that you are not a resource. You are a human being. Things that are resources include something like a book. A book is a resource. A spreadsheet is a resource. A website is a resource. You are a human being. Now, you can create resources. Your knowledge can lend itself to be a resource, but you are a human being. And I think that that is also really important for remembering with boundaries. And honestly, it was my friend Monique Melton, who is Mo Motivate on Instagram. She's wonderful. She has also been a guest on the podcast. Definitely recommend checking out her episode because she talks a lot about pouring into herself and self-care while being an anti-racism educator. And she had shared kind of at the start of all of this, please don't refer to us as resources. We are humans. We are human beings. We provide things that others can opt into, that they can pay us for, but we as individuals are not resources. So remember, you are not a resource, whether that is your knowledge, whether that is your labor, whether that is your ability to be on the front lines, whatever it is, a resource is something that you offer. It is not something that you are. You are a human. I know right now, you know, we're trying to convince other folks of our humanity, but I see you and I see your humanity. And also keeping that front and center is really, really important when it comes to setting boundaries. Now, one of the other important aspects of setting boundaries with all of this is you get to decide what being checked on looks like for you. You get to decide if you want to be checked on. You can communicate to someone. They're not really coming correct in how you would prefer to be checked on. You can express your needs to other people as you are navigating this. How you are checked on and supported, you have the power to communicate how you want that to be. People, quote unquote, checking on you or supporting you should be more about you than it is about them. I'm going to say that one more again. People checking on you and supporting you should be more about you than it is about them. So if someone is checking on you in a way that just does not make you feel supported, or if you feel pressured to provide a certain response, I know I have felt this a bit and I've started, you know, being really vocal with people. If someone is well-intentioned and they, they think, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go check on my black friend and they send you a text, even though they haven't talked to you in a year and a half saying, oh, I'm so sorry. What's happening? How are you? 
that's very stressful. It's very, very stressful because now it can be easy to feel this pressure to respond to somebody. But what do you even say to that? You know, how are you feeling when all of this is happening? There can be a lot of feelings happening all at once. And does this person who you talk to once in a blue moon have the range to hear the true answer to that? Honestly, probably not. And so if you're having folks check on you in a way that just does not make you feel supported, there are there's some really kind of kind, respectful ways that you can say that. For me, when I've gotten texts or DMs from people wanting to check on me and I just knew that that wasn't the support that I needed or a conversation that I was in a space to have, I have just said, thank you so much for checking in with me. I right now don't have the emotional capacity to answer that question, but I appreciate you thinking of me and I will let you know if I need anything. And everyone who I've said that to has received it really well. They got the message and have given this space needed. So you can kind of acknowledge, you know, hey, I appreciate you reaching out, but we're not going to go there today because us going there does more for you than it does for me. And if I'm the one that needs support, this ain't how I'm feeling supported, you know? Same goes for when people say, well, what can I do for you? How can I help you? And if they are people who you know, it's like, girl, you can't really do much for me, honey. (laughs) You just can't. And that's okay. That's also when I'll hit them with the, you know, I will let you know if I think of anything. And then I'll be honest, I usually don't let them know because usually there's not anything. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm a big advocate for having hobbies and learning a new language is an incredible hobby to take up. I've been practicing my French with Babbel and it's been such an effective, engaging way to learn. I took French in high school and college, but I got a little rusty and I wanted to brush up before visiting France earlier this year. And I've been hooked on Babbel ever since because it's helped so much. And you too can make amazing progress with your language learning through Babbel. And that's because Babbel actually works. So instead of paying hundreds of dollars for private classes or playing on apps that are basically glorified games, you can take Babbel's quick 10 minute lessons that are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language as soon as three weeks from now. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations, and their methods for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, so you're learning things you would actually say, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. It's no wonder why Babbel has sold over 10 million subscriptions because it's real learning for real conversations. And they're offering a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. So you can get 55% off your Babbel subscription only for our listeners at babbel.com slash balanced. Get up to 55% off at babbel.com slash balanced, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash balanced. Rules and restrictions may apply. At I need from them and that's okay. The intention is good, but it is again kind of setting up that boundary. I don't know about you, but I know who my people are, who I can go to when I need something. I know who my people are, who I need to talk to when I need to check in. And frankly, those check-ins already happened, right? With those folks who really know us and, and who get us. And if you are 
feeling unsupported in that area. So maybe it's not something where a boundary is being violated, but you're feeling like you're not getting the support you need, then it might be a really good time to first off start with some reflection around what support are you looking for? What does being supported feel like for you? And what is the gap between how you're feeling and what you need to feel supported? And once you can kind of define that and you have an understanding of what that is, then you can figure out the best course of action to get that support. So maybe if you are not really feeling supported and what you just really need is just lighthearted laughter and lighthearted conversation. And if after a little bit of reflection, you realize that's what you need, then maybe you know who to kind of go to for that. Or if you need a little bit more emotional support and someone to just kind of vent to and to listen to you, then hopefully you kind of know who you can go to for that. So being able to either let people know what you need when you need it, or kind of deciding what being checked on works for you is a really, really helpful way to set a boundary there. And honestly, I just kind of use my little canned response that you know, thank you for thinking of me. I don't have the capacity to answer this question right now. Kind of a canned response. Don't mean that to be insensitive, but you know, we're all doing the best we can. So if you just come up with a pretty nice little response that you can use over and over again, that's money. It's like, you know, those canned responses are like those templates in Gmail. If you're going to be asked the same question over and over, I don't necessarily see there being much harm in a genuine response that answers the same question. So... I'm all about the thoughtful, canned responses during times where you know you just don't have the emotional energy to go there. It can be a really, really important boundary. And next, I want to just give you a few things to think about when it comes to what you need to recharge and pour into yourself, which right now I know is so hard because we are trying to navigate all of these things. We're still living in a pandemic. We're either trying to work or maybe work has been impacted. Now we have protests and we have all of this noise going on. So being able to recharge and pour into yourself may be really hard, but that's when it can be really helpful to just go back to basics and go back to just really understanding what you need at a physical level, at an emotional level. I always say starting off with your basic needs, if you're trying to figure out during a really hectic time how to pour into self-care, starting off with the basic, basic needs, you know, are you drinking water? right? Have you been able to stand up from where you usually work from and just stretch for a moment? Can you maybe open a window and get some fresh air if going outside does not feel like a safe option, right? Can you close your eyes and breathe deeply for just 60 seconds, set a timer on your phone for 60 seconds, close your eyes and breathe deeply? Like what can you do at the most basic, basic level to make sure that you are taken care of. And if you can then at that very basic level of hydration, light movement, decent enough rest, you can kind of get that down, then you can start building from there. And that's when we can start adding the extra things, but really making it super simple because right now, even getting our basic needs can be hard when we're stressed and when we're constantly connected and overstimulated, it can be so easy to go all day and not eat. It is so easy to go all day and not drink water. It is so 
easy to go all day and not get up and just move our body in the most basic, basic way. So don't be afraid to go back to basics. And when you think about setting a boundary, really aim to set that boundary to protect those very basic human things that you need. If it gets in the way of you being able to nourish your body with food, if it gets in the way of you being able to hydrate your body, if it gets in the way of you being able to go to bed at a decent hour, and that one is going to be a little bit challenging for some people. But if it gets in the way of those very basic things, that is probably where it's going to be good to start with drawing a boundary there. So those two kind of pillar boundary points that we talked about, The very first one is the role that you get to play, but then also really thinking about what your basic needs are. I would say those are the two things that you want to protect at all costs. Okay, so we talked about a few different places that you may want to consider setting boundaries. Taking a quick pause from this week's conversation about setting boundaries during a revolution to shout out this week's podcast sponsor, Cantu Beauty. So let's recap around the areas of setting boundaries during a revolution. So the first, you get to decide what role you play. And even if that role is simply existing, sis, if you are existing right now in a black body, that is participating, okay? you get to decide what role you get to play based off of what's best for you and where you are and where you want to be. And you can always change your mind, but it is always up to you each step of the way. The second is to remember you are not a resource and it is okay to expect other people to come correct and to draw a boundary there. When people start treating you as a resource, it is okay to assert that you are not and to point them in another direction or not. I mean, really, (laughs) again, it's up to you, but ultimately you are not a resource. You are a living, breathing, beautiful human with needs that are just as important as anyone else's. The next is that you get to decide how you want to be checked on. So you can drive the conversation in terms of knowing what your needs are and knowing how you'd like to connect with others. And also if someone is checking on you in a way that just does not make you feel supported, you don't have to go down that rabbit hole of drawn out communication with them. I gave my response to the how are you question from well-intentioned folks, which is thank you so much for thinking of me. I don't have the emotional capacity to answer this question right now, but I appreciate you checking in. Feel free to steal that answer because I think that's how a lot of us are feeling. And I know each and every time that I have said that to someone, it has been 100% true. So you get to decide how you want to be checked on. I think what's most important there, though, is you getting really clear on what your needs are. So if you're not fully sure how you want to be checked on, or you're feeling like you're not getting the support that you need, really getting clear on what being supported feels like and what you need to feel supported can really help you go in the right direction there. And the last one was around setting boundaries around your basic needs. So something interrupts your most basic, basic needs of being able to nourish yourself, to hydrate, to try to get a decent amount of rest, that could be a really, really great foundational point to set a boundary. Okay, so (laughs) y'all know that I love journaling. At the very beginning of the year, we had a journaling challenge, which was really fun. I would love to do something like that again 
eventually when I think of more journal prompts. <laughs> it was fun, but it was hard to think of a journal prompt each day for like a month. But when I think of a month's worth of journal prompts, we'll do that again. But today I just have a couple of questions that we can really reflect on when it comes to how we are navigating this and what we want kind of our boundaries to look like. So the first journal prompt or reflection question is very open-ended. And that is, my experience is, that's it. What is your experience? Being fully truthful with how you feel, with where you're at, with the range of emotions that are happening right now, how you're feeling in your body, how you're feeling emotionally, how you're feeling in your community. My experience is... And you can fill in the blank. All right, for our next journal prompt, we are going to reflect on creating boundaries around maybe when we have to communicate with someone who is not doing their work in this area. Communicating with someone who's not doing their work in this area, I think this can be a very helpful helpful, helpful place to have a canned response if you are not someone who is really wanting to engage in those conversations, particularly with non-Black peers at the moment. If protecting your peace looks like just really not going there, then let's take a moment to craft a thoughtful response. So you could say in your journal, my canned response was speaking to those unwilling to do the work or unwilling to hear my perspective is dot, dot, dot. And you can fill in the blank there. What is a simple statement that can help you draw a boundary when speaking to those who are either unwilling to do the work or unwilling to listen to your experience? And for our last question for the journal prompt, which is perhaps my favorite. (laughs) I know it's time to pour into myself when... I know it's time to pour into myself when. So everything that we are navigating right now, the stress, the uncertainty, the fear, when are you like, okay, I need to give myself a moment. What are those kind of warning signs for you? Are you someone who feels it emotionally? Are you someone who feels it physically? Write it down. We all know kind of when we reach that point where it's like, oh, we better back up. I know for me, my heart rate starts racing, right? I'm someone who has a naturally kind of low blood pressure, but when I can feel it rise, that's when I know it's getting real and that's when I know I need to fall back. For some people, it could be a more emotional reaction. For some people, it could be a range of things. So really reflect on what are those signs that you really need to pour into yourself with. And I realize that may not have been enough time to fully flesh out everything, but you are welcome to rewind and to pause. But I really hope that those reflection questions and that if you get to do a bit of reflecting and journaling can really help you create those much needed boundaries to protect your peace at this time. Because honestly, your peace is the most important thing that you can have because it ain't peaceful everywhere else. (laughs) It ain't peaceful outside. It ain't peaceful online. You have to find that inner peace and protecting that inner peace is a critical, critical part of the movement. Thank you so much for tuning in 
and for joining this conversation in setting boundaries. I hope it was helpful for you. I would love to hear from your perspective. What are you doing to set boundaries in this time? Let me know. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what boundaries are looking like for you these days. (laughs) And before we go, I actually wanted to share a review of the week. We have gotten some just really lovely reviews lately, and I really appreciate it. So this week's review is five stars, and the title is BBG is Amazing. It says, I've been listening and binging to Balanced Black Girl since the beginning of August 2019. This podcast is phenomenal. The representation is so amazing and long overdue. I love how Les doesn't shy away from topics that she may not be considered uncomfortable. And love how she gives everyone she interviews a space to shine. The conversations on this podcast are so amazingly authentic and real. I feel like I can connect with the people that come on this podcast because of this authentic space. What I love most about this podcast is that it shows that there are so many jobs that women of color are in. From entrepreneurs, to side hustlers, to trainers, to powerlifters, to singers, to social workers, to sexologists, to educators, to actors, to yogis, to writers, to dietitians, to activists, to estheticians, to name a few are some of the jobs that have been shown on this podcast. This representation is so needed, and I love it so much. Thank you so much, Les, for this space that you have created. You have truly inspired me not to be afraid to let my voice be heard, and that I don't have to be quiet or be afraid. I can embrace myself, my balanced black girl self. And that was from page 091125 on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for this review, Paige. I'm so glad that you appreciate the wide range of guests that we have had. I know I have loved each and every conversation with women that I've had on this show and have been honored to sit down with each of them. And I am so glad that you enjoyed it as well. And I'm especially happy to hear that hearing from all of these women has really helped you feel more comfortable using your voice as well, because we need it. All of our voices are so important right now. And the more that we can do to amplify and lift one another's voices up, the better. So if you have not yet left Balanced Black Girl a review on Apple Podcasts, please do so. It really, really helps the show. It helps us get in front of new listeners, which really helps get those stories of Black women amplified and out there. We have the platform, y'all. We have the microphone. We just need people to listen. And your ratings and reviews are a great way to do that. And honestly, it is the number one way that you can support this whole operation. So thank you so so much for tuning in and please, please take care during this time. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Balanced Black Girl Podcast. I hope this conversation helped inspire you on your own personal self-care and well-being journey. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and head to balanceblackgirl.com for show notes and more information. If you'd like more support finding your balance, join our private membership community for self-care tools, exclusive content, and more. Visit balanceblackgirl.com slash community for more information. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to share it with a friend. Thanks so much for tuning in.